What's happening? Another edition of the Shy State Pod is here. I'm Sam Brief, here with you in Chicago. Happy to bring you another episode, and it's another one from our Black History Month series featuring former Chicago State tennis player Rohan Watley. Now, Rohan played for four seasons at Chicago State. He's one of the winningest tennis players of all time in a CSU uniform. But now he's winning on a different court, many, many miles away from Chicago, in something that has nothing to do with sports. Rohan Watley, he's an entrepreneur, and he recently started a business that's a black history trivia card game. It's called Noir Historia, and Rohan and his team are getting it ready for launch right now. And on the podcast, he explains the game, actually plays a round of it with me, and also takes you behind the scenes at his inspiration and the educational and charitable initiatives behind it as he releases it during America's Black History Month here in February. Prior to Rohan, a quick reminder that our partners at BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives. And that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it. Call your local BSN Sports sales pro or visit bsnsports.com today. Now here's Rohan Watley in the next of our Black History Month series on the Shy State Pod. How'd you end up here in Chicago? It's an interesting story uh, behind that. So I was finishing up what's called sixth form in the UK. So I guess the equivalent for you guys would be um, uh, grade 12 or grade 13. Is that correct? Do you have in your school system, high school system? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, the equivalent over here. Um, and I was thinking about what I wanted to do post-secondary school. And I said, I am definitely want to go to university. And at the time, I was a pretty decent tennis player. And I was looking for scholarships to go to the States. And I one day I just woke up to my parents and said, yeah, I don't think I want to go to university in the UK. And like, well, where are you going to go? And I said, I want to go to America. And of course, it's a bit more expensive in the US. So my parents are like, well, who's paying for all of this stuff? I said, no, 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 it's fine. I think I'll be good and try and get a sort of scholarship. And I was blessed to get a few offers. And then um, Coach Barton and at the time Coach Javier reached out to me. And they were saying they were looking to kind of rebuild the tennis team at CSU. And they'd be interested in me coming along with Christian Gonzalez. So we're both in the same um, age bracket coming together, similar times. And Christian's from Spain. And they said, would you be interested in, you know, coming over for a visit for a couple of days? So I flew over to Chicago. As soon as I landed in Chicago and got a tour of the city, I fell in love. And I said, yep, yeah, that's it. I'm going to join CSU and that's how basically I discovered CSU and from there on it's just been blessings and I'm fortunate enough to uh, play for the team all four years and whilst I was there I studied finance and business management too. So that's a brief background on how I got to CSU. And you still have your Cougar pride as we're talking today. You've got your green and white Cougar pullover. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. And I've got the uh, the jacket here as well, which actually I think is the second time I've worn this. <laughs> but I thought, you know what, why not wear something related to the Cougars whilst I'm talking to you today? So if you walk down in London and you go over by Westminster Palace, I wonder how much 
cougar gear you would find right in front of the queen's entrance nothing probably not much nothing (laughs) you have to do a little do a little tour of london in your cougar jacket and you know that could be uh that could be good marketing material I'd have to. One day I'd have to. But you yeah, take you advantage. It's much. like you're yes. our you're our <laughs> London correspondent. <laughs> well, it'd be good if CSU could open a little school over in the UK. Why not, right? CSU East School. There you go. <laughs> there you go. CSU Atlantic. Why not? <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So it could Rohan, be something. Could be something. I yeah. want to talk about the last phrase that you used in describing your CSU experience, which was about what you studied. Mm -hmm. And you said business management. I understand now you're managing many businesses. You (laughs) have a day job, but you also are an entrepreneur. And I want to talk about one particular business venture that you've got going right now. uh, And that is called Noir Historia. Let's hear about it. Yes. So Noir Historia is my new uh, quote unquote baby <laughs> and um, essentially it's a black history trivia card game and the reason why I came up with this idea is because you know everything going on politically around the world I just figured you know it'd be nice if there's something out there a resource that people could use and it'd be in their hands whenever they would like it rather than searching on the internet and so forth and I thought, what's the best way and what's the best target audience that I'm looking to kind of educate? And I was thinking the age range of, you know, 22 to, you know, maybe 40. And I thought, OK, people between these age ranges don't always have a lot of time because whether they're working or um, they're starting families, traveling and so forth, they don't have time to always read books. Right. And I thought, OK, what do people love doing the most? when they're with friends and families a lot of the time people like playing games so i did a lot of research into card games and the manufacturing and things like that and i thought okay this could be something so then the first initial phase of me starting this game was horrendous first of all i'm not a designer i'm nothing like that i just have the ideas and i you know just reach out to other individuals to help me put it together right and uh I thought, okay, trivia could be pretty cool, but there needs to be options within trivia because a lot of black history is very obscure. People tend to know a lot about it because it's not every day we get to hear about it. And so I was going back to the drawing board and thinking about all different things, different themes that I could incorporate. And I thought, okay, why not incorporate a game that introduces many of the firsts within the black community to break barriers? during the 50s and the 60s and the 70s so i came up with this idea of a black history trivia card game introducing the firsts and from there on it's literally just being going back editing editing going back testing it bring bringing test groups together testing it again editing testing it reaching out to graphic designers helping design it also color is very important when you're reaching out to general customers right you can't have anything too bland it doesn't stick out so that's another thing i had to be i had to consult sorry i had a consultant reach out to me regarding brand management that's another thing and there's all these things i'm thinking about and i'm like i've never gone into the card game industry don't know anything about it still learning a lot about it to this day 
And um, yeah, I just figured it'd be a really cool idea to introduce to people because one is is education, it's fun, it's competitive, and also you're learning at the same time. And like I said at the beginning, with all the political, you know, situations going on at the moment, I just figured why not give or offer people or groups or communities some sort of informational packs that they can just keep and teach their kids or their families about it because at the end of the day education defeats ignorance and I really wanted to go into that field and help people understand that actually there's a lot of people out there that are not known within the black community that should be known because we still utilize a lot of their inventions an example of this might be Garrett Morgan, who invented the free stop traffic signal, which today is the traffic light, sold that to General um, General Electric for $40,000. And, you know, pretty much across the world, everyone's using the traffic light, right? Wow. When or, was that? Um, when Garrett Morgan invented it. I can't remember the exact date, but it wouldn't have been too long ago, you know? Um $40,000 back then would have been a lot of money. I don't know what the equivalent is today. Um, or for example, um, there was a lady and her husband who invented the home security system because one day their house got robbed and they thought we need to protect our house. Everyone uses a lot of home security systems today, right? Or um, a nurse that invented the feeding tube. And um, that was then given over to the French who then patented it and they made money off it. And the thing is, when you look into the history behind all of this information, you find out that these people were so intelligent, but with the amount of racism going on, the government wouldn't want to give them a patent, right? Um, it was Alexander Miles who did not invent the elevator, sorry, the escalator. He did not invent it, but with the automatic doors, he was the one who invented the new patent for that. So across all how sorry all um, buildings that have you know um, elevators in them, those automatic doors are actually using his blueprints. So there's a lot of information out there that I really want people to know about, and rather than writing a book or anything like that, I really wanted to make it into a game. So it's fun, competitive, and you're also testing your general knowledge. And um, right now they're all in production. So I've got a big batch coming soon, hopefully in time for the US Black History Month, which is next month in February. Um, in the UK, it's in October. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of testing and just going back and forth editing. And I've received a few batches and um, I'll, I'll just show you an example of the game itself. So in the game, there's 120 cards and there's three levels. So easy, medium and hard. And they're represented by Roman numerals on the front of the cards. So here, for example, don't know if you can see clearly. Yep, I've got them. So, and, and, and for those of you listening, these cards are very colorful. Rohan mentioned that ports of design, <laughs> they're, they're bright colors. They stand out. So yep. easy, medium. Mm -hmm. That's the red one. Yep. And then hard. This is a dark blue, although it looks black, but it's a dark navy okay. blue. Okay. So let's hear and, let's hear um, a hard one. Oh, you want to hear? <laughs> okay, sure. Let's go for one. Okay. Interesting one here. Not everything faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed 
until it faced was said by who? James Baldwin, Dr. CB, or Gary Sober? I'll go with James Baldwin. There you go. There you go. That's a nice one. And then when you win that card, you then take the card, you then read it out to whoever you're playing with so they get that knowledge behind it. So then you can learn. So can we we hear the answer? Yep. So James Baldwin. Baldwin was an essayist, novelist, poet, and activist. He famously debated at the University of Oxford in 1965 on the political lines regarding race. So I recommend you actually look into James Baldwin if you don't know know too much about him. YouTube him. So many debates that he was on and everything that he said in the 60s still relates till today. But yeah, so that's an example of something there. And how does the scoring system work? Yeah, so we have, let me show you the card. So what I've done in the pack itself, there are three different types of rules. Mm-hmm. So you have solo, so you're playing by yourself. Every man wins <laughs> for themselves, right? Everyone, well, everyone's if, for if we're learning, we're winning. If you're learning, right? Or you might want to team up, so pairs or threes. And then I also have something which is called the remix rules. So essentially you're playing the whole deck out and whoever has the most points wins. So this is an example of the rules. It's a bit small through the camera, but for example, if you're playing solo, essentially what you're doing is it'll be first to 18 points to win one round, right? So if you if you if you've got if you've got um, six of these right, you've just won the round. Those right? are the hard ones. Are worth the three points. Ones. They're worth three points. And also within the game itself, some cards have a plus one on top of it too. So for example, if this card was three pointer, in the inside it might say plus one. That means it's potentially four points for you to win. Is that because so again, it's harder, more... or is it's just a little bonus that you? It's just a little yeah. bonus. It's I just like a little that because every game, every game needs little things. It's like finding the golden yeah. ticket. Yeah, exactly that. For example, this one here is a plus one. So you read it out. And also the moderator will say before they start reading that they must finish reading the question before you can even answer. Because some people might know it automatically. Oh, it's this. So if you call out the answer before the moderators even finish, you're disqualified from even answering that. So it gives other people an opportunity. So again, it's just adding to competition. Um, and just, you know, with games, you've got to have some sort of competition and, and, and people have to kind of fight for it, you know? But at the same time, you've been educated. So yeah, that's an example of how the game would be played. So singles, so solo, it'll be first to 18 points for one round. And if you p- play in pairs, it'll be first to 24 points. But I could change that. <laughs> You said education defeats ignorance. That's a poignant I, thought. I, I, it, was that I your? Agree. Was that? I mean, the inspiration for all this. Yes, yes, and no. Um, I think a part of me. I've always loved history. Always loved it. Um, anything to do with any sort of history, I will sit there and I'll read it or I'll listen to it. I just find it so interesting. Now. The main source of inspiration for this, I think, was I just wasn't seeing a lot of people that look like me in the general media that were really doing something. So unless they're within entertainment or sports. And 
there's only select amount of people that will ever be within entertainment and sports, you know, globally. And I think it's really important for the younger generation like us and people younger than us to understand that there's more out there than sports and entertainment. You can make a living in so much out there. And I think it's important that you have influence or you have something or someone you can look to that can drive you down different routes rather than those two. And um, that was honestly my main source of inspiration because when I kind of sat there, I was like, okay, who can I really think of today that's really making a dent in the community itself? You know, when you look back in the 60s, you know, you can you can name a few people, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, James Baldwin, Muhammad Ali. You know, or, though Muhammad Ali was within sports, he was also so within, much more. Yeah, so much more. Right. And I just kind of sitting there like, who, who, who out there do I know? And I was thinking, I don't really know anyone. So I thought, okay, why not educate people on historically who, who's, out, who's been out there, women and men, who have done so much for the community, but people don't know about because unfortunately this history is hidden and people are not really carrying on this education. I think it may be maybe the 70s or the 80s in the UK. Um, they used to have something called Saturday School, right? where within so in the uk there's a big caribbean community over here big from all parts of the caribbean and they used to have saturday schools here where a lot of the kids would go to school they'd learn about history and things like that and over time it kind of you know people didn't really go to it anymore and i think that's been lost unfortunately and if you speak to a lot of people within the community they don't know about many things within black history unfortunately right and an example of this would be arthur ash now some people might know who arthur ash was some people might not but arthur ash was the first black male tennis player to win three of the four grand slams within tennis and it really surprises me when people don't know who arthur ash was I had the advantage of knowing who he was, of course, because I played tennis. But I think maybe I would have known him regardless because he was such a big figure. Or Althea Gibson, for example. She was the first black person, period, to win a Grand Slam. And when you look at the era these, these two players were in, right, the amount of racism they faced and the things they did to break barriers for other people like myself or other people of color to break through in sports itself should be known. People might know about Venus and Serena, but they should also know about Althea Gibson, Arthur Ashe, Robert Ryland, who unfortunately passed away last year, age 100. He was the first ever black professional tennis player, you know, and tennis itself is what I would call a rich man sport, quote unquote, that is quite an expensive sport, right? It's very classist. But, and when, when you kind of look into the, the players, you don't see a lot of black players, but there's more coming through the ranks now. And I think it's really important for people to know about certain sports that a lot of these players broke barriers in and paved the way, not only for black people, but people of color, you know? And I think it's important for people to know about that. Again, within sports, I think it was in 1995, I believe, it, that was the first time the masters allowed black people to sit in 
like the the dining room of where they have the championships that was the year i was born <laughs> that wasn't long ago you know so and they, it, and they even more crazy. recently opened membership up to people of color blows my mind blows my mind and it's like yes there's there's racism out there still etc you know i would never deny that but i also think one way of eradicating that or ignorance is through educating people because we all have some sort of ignorance right because we're not educated on something so a lot of the time that's fear of not understanding something so that's why i want to put it out there it's for everyone to purchase if you just want to know about some individuals some inventions you know the games there for you and this will be a series in the future so there'll be more coming out but this is like the first edition so i want people to really know about many of the first individuals to break through certain barriers there's other you themes know? you can you can spin off of it right it doesn't 100%. all have to be the, the, the breaking barriers category yeah. there's there's a yeah. treasure be different themes 100 mm -hmm. the, the history is so rich and i just find it fascinating you know, and I, I just love speaking about history. And I thought, why not tell more people about this rather than me just keeping it to myself? <laughs> you know, totally. It's and it, a... it's, you know, you say education defeats ignorance and it does, but you have to make people want to be educated. So I commend 100%. you for being creative in that, for saying, all right, <laughs> maybe if I write a book about all these great people who I'm passionate about and I want other people to read about, Maybe that won't be the most effective. Maybe a game yeah. is how I actually get it in the door and get young people learning about it. And the other thing I really love about this, Roham, is this is the starting point. You mentioned our example with James Baldwin. So James Baldwin's the answer. There's a little paragraph at the bottom explaining his bio. But I could Google James Baldwin and spend the rest of the month reading, yes. watching, digesting James Baldwin information. Yes. I can become an expert on him if I'm so yes. entitled. And maybe that inspires someone to be more like James Baldwin and, and go down that road. So I think it's really interesting how this game educates, but it's also just the very tip of the education iceberg, so to speak. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It's a, I like that you mentioned that because actually that is something that I hope people do do when they're reading about something. Oh, I'm just going to go research this person now. Quite an interesting fact I found out about them. And, you know, I'm hoping that will happen, you know, but only time will tell. And I really hope people will um, buy into the game, enjoy it, learn, because that's all I want anyone to do is just learn, just, just research these individuals because there's so much out there that I feel like people should know about. But unfortunately, we don't, right? We can only learn so much in our school school lifetime, right? And, and unfortunately, not everything falls into the particular curriculum, whether we like it or not. That's just the way the world is, right? Um, but also doesn't stop us from learning anything on, outside of school, you know, or outside of work. And I think with, with this as well, with this game, for me, I, I, I'm, I'm working with some sort of ambassadors too as well. So people that kind of promote it. And if people purchase that with their code, for example, what I'm going to do is I will donate a portion of each sale to a charity as well um, to kind of help people, um, whether it would be a select charity. For example, if you say, hey, Rohan, I want it to go to XYZ charity, 
then if you get people to buy on your particular discount code, then whatever they purchase through me, a portion of that will go to your select charity. Um, so that's another thing that I, I really like for people to um, know about because it's going to go to certain charities. And the thing is as well, I will fact check everything to do with all these charities, just making sure you know they're doing what they say on the websites, et cetera. Um, so I have to do my due diligence too before I kind of okay and go 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 ahead with that too. But yeah, everything's in production right now. It's almost there, almost there, fingers crossed. And then um, uh, the website will be launched soon as well and um, people will be able to purchase and buy. On that note, for anyone listening to this podcast, for me, <laughs> tell me how to buy it when it's, when it's live. Yes, so we do have an Instagram page at the moment and we also have a Facebook page which is currently in the works but right now instagram is up and it's noir historia so n-o-i-r-e-h-i-s-t-o-r-i-a and then if you want to go on the website once it's launched it's www.noirhistoria.com nice and simple um, you can go on there. There'll be an about page. So it features myself and other members of the team. And then also on there, you've got more about, you know, where you can purchase it within the website reviews as well. So you can look at, you know, individuals that have already tested it, what their thoughts were on it. And, um, you know, and then the standard website features, you know, contacting us and frequently asked questions and, and so forth. But um, yeah, everything will be can be purchased through the website itself. And once you've purchased it, you will get an email from us kind of confirming the, that we've received everything and that we'll be sending your package and we'll also give you a tracking number with it too. So a whole system set up and uh, just want to make sure people get their, their packs and they can play it and, and uh, have fun with it. You have a customer in me and hopefully by <laughs> virtue of this podcast and, and we'll put this out. <laughs> Hopefully you have a little spike in Chicago. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you can see on the back end where people are buying it. Yeah, I think there might yes. be a little hot spot right here in the Midwest. We'll, we'll see, right? We'll see. Surprisingly, actually, I was looking at some stats on Instagram yesterday on on the page, uh -huh. and a lot of people from America keep going on the page. And oh, this is interesting. This is very interesting. Um, so as mentioned earlier, it'd be nice if I can get it out. You know during the month of Black History in February for America. And then people can kind of play around with it and have fun and, and teach each other about some history. And um, that, that, that's the plan, right? And um, yeah, it's, it's just something that I, is, this is, this to me is like, oh, I just love doing everything. The journey has been tough with it, but I just love just doing all the research, putting everything together, speaking with different individuals testing it out going back to the drawing board okay how can we improve this what's going to be in the future how can we spin off this you know and um yeah it's been really fun really enjoyed it and um i'm hoping future customers will, will like it as well fingers crossed <laughs> i'm a future customer I, I mean that certainly. You, I mean, you can it's, tell it's... you can tell me. You can you, you can like, hey Rohan, I don't like your game. Well, I hope that's not what you say. <laughs> I may send you a, a review, like a, a you know, I'll I'm sure I'll tell you I like it a lot, but I'll tell you exactly what I like about it, you know, sort of like a focus group, because I'm sure that'll help you. Like, hey, maybe you yeah. could design this piece yeah, a little 100%. bit better. <laughs> anything, anything, you know. 
the customer's always right, as they say, right? But um, no, it. definitely I, with this as well, um, it's it's been it's been really interesting because you know, as you know, I'm from the UK. Our way of speaking, but also spelling, is slightly different from American English. And you know, I, I was thinking, okay, am I going to write this in standard British English, or am I writing this in American English? And I thought, you know what? I'm from the UK. I'm writing this in British standard yeah. English. <laughs> but you know, I stipulated that on the box itself, and then you know, with the bio and the information, just kind of so people understand that this is a a British company. And that we're going to keep it in British Standard English rather than you got to be true to yourself. So yeah, yeah, no. So there's a lot of going back to that drawing pin as well. Oh, it just it's been so fun, um, tough, but really, really fun. And there's still so much more to do in terms of in the works. But um, yeah, everything will be out soon for everyone to 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 research. What's the most fascinating thing you've learned from this? From this experience itself is how important brand management really is to the eye because like i said i'm definitely far from a good designer i have ideas but i just don't know how to design half the things that are in my head and i remember attempt i'll give an example before i put a team together i tried building or designing these cards on powerpoint so you can imagine that was a disaster, first of yep. all, because the vision was just was there, but it wasn't going down on paper. That all the measurements were off. <laughs> nothing could, you know, nothing was going right. And my idea of a good design is not the general public's idea of a good design. It was horrible, horrible what I was doing. And then I, you know, I reached out to a brand consultant and then I, you know, hired a a graphic designer they came up with all these different ideas to do the logo the colors the importance of using particular colors and i thought oh wow i really know nothing <laughs> i know nothing about brand management and marketing anything like that and so i think that was that was quite fun to learn about the different um the different color schemes the importance behind that especially if you want to make it into a successful company itself um, because the first thing as we as humans do is look with our eyes, right? We look, if it appeals to us, we are then intrigued. And, you know, if you look at something, you like the look of it, you're going to nine times out of 10 look more into it rather than if you hear about something, you know, some information, you might be like, oh, I'll get, get back to it later. And then you end up forgetting, right? That's just yep. human psychology. So that was exciting. The tough thing about um, this though, honestly, was knowing who to feature and how to feature them. Because at first, when I was doing the questions, I think I was coming up with like 150 different types of questions. And also I was going to incorporate some pictures. Now, of course, couldn't do that. Got to go down the whole copyright route in terms of the pictures. And when you use particular pictures from the internet, for example, portraits of someone's face of course you can't just copy in and paste that's plagiarism and that's a whole different ball game you do not want to go down and then I thought okay if I don't want to use pictures uh, I was like maybe I can get an artist to draw a few pictures of different individuals but then I was like that's going to take too long I even had an artist ready I had a 
couple of artists ready ready to draw pictures at first i was going to do it black and white and i thought it just it's just not working it's just not working so that was really tough making the the final decision right um but then also with that being said um you know i i, I just thought the tough that I, I got rid of the ideas of the pictures and said like, it's gonna be questions and I was like 150 questions might be a bit too much and I thought who am I going to incorporate in this game what's what's even the theme of this first edition so I was trying to figure out all these things I looked at some questions I was like 70% of it was about men like 20% about women and like 10% about events I was like this is just nope this is awful this is terrible went back to the drawing board okay I need at least 50% of this game to include women because a lot of inventions and good stuff that women have done in the past that they're not spoken about so all, that was really tough for me to make a final decision because I had all these ideas beaming around but then you have to make sure that all the all the all the lines connect and I realized that there was a few loose ends <laughs> Uh, so that was, that was pretty tough for me um, to make the, the kind of final decision. Um, but yeah, overall, it's been it's been fun. I think with anything you start, whether it's business, whether it's a new book, whether it's fitness, whatever it might be, it's always tough, you know. But I always say enjoy the journey because eventually, when you get to the final point or when you've produced it or got to the goal, you feel so good, you feel elated. So. I'm always so excited to speak about new art history, seeing it come to life, because when you see an idea or a thought or an inspiration actually come to life and it's physically in your hand, it's a different feeling. I can't really explain it, but I think other individuals that have started their own, you know, businesses or journeys can maybe attest to that. I can tell by the way you talk about the journey, how much you love the journey, because it's one thing hearing you show me the product and talk about the actual physical thing, but it's so yeah. much more than just that. It's what you learned throughout the process, and it's what people like me and everyone around the world who's going to buy this will learn from doing <laughs> it. So it's really cool to uh, see you talk about that and, and visibly and audibly hear how animated you are about it. So it, it's got me fired up, frankly, Rohan. No, I appreciate that. No, it's it's always nice to hear that um, individuals like yourself are like interested in it and they find it pretty cool. So that's always nice to hear, right? Um, so it means that I'm I'm doing something positive, something right. <laughs> you are, you are, you you absolutely are. I mean, it, it's really admirable to see you take something that is a huge gap in the world. The mm -hmm. facts that you mentioned about different inventions and barriers broken. Other than Arthur Ashe, I didn't know any of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's remarkable that you found a fun, creative way to disseminate that information. And I hope that listeners of this podcast and many more people are customers of yours. Noirhistoria.com, <laughs> at Noirhistoria on Instagram. Mr. Rohan Watley, a proud Chicago State alum across the pond, doing really wonderful things. Rohan, thank you. Thank you, Sam. It's been great. I appreciate uh, being uh, invited to the call and uh, hopefully we can do this again. It was fun. It's been a pleasure and I hope everything goes well at CSU. Go green. Back in the studio. So as Rohan told you, you can follow them on Instagram at Noir Historia and you can buy the game and learn more info at their website, noirhistoria.com. Now, one of their recent posts on Instagram has a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quote that they put up 
on MLK Day, January 18th. The quote reads, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Now, in a big way, this game and this project that Rohan has undertaken provides that light, provides that love. Playing a game is an act of love. It's something you do with family, with friends. And the educational part of it, that's light. He said education defeats ignorance. That's light. That's shining a light on accomplishments of some great people in our history that so often are overshadowed. So I commend Rohan, his whole team, for this initiative. Like I told him, I'm a customer. I hope you're a customer too. NoirHistoria.com and Mr. Rohan Watley. With this edition of the Shy State Pod, I sign off from Chicago. Sam Brief with you today and always. In the meantime, be well, be safe. I'll talk to you soon. Adios. <laughs>